Hey there, everyone. This is Pastor Ryan from Mountain View. I just wanted to take a quick second and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We we hope that this message just fills your soul. It fills your heart. Uh, we pray that this message impacts your life in some way, shape, or form, and the gospel just changes you. So thank you so much for tuning in for the Mountain View podcast. We hope you enjoy. And sixty. Three kids pre-registered for the giving tree, right? That was just the kids that pre-registered. And then the total was, kids? Christine's doing the math. This is so awesome. We should do this more often. 450 kids, right? Woohoo! So uh, just amazing how God allows us to do that and be a part of that and uh, love on people. It was, it was a pretty incredible night. And so not only that, but um, we didn't open the doors until a certain time. And so there were people that were lined up all the way around to the building to these back doors over here. It was pretty crazy. Um, and so lots and lots of people and uh, then we had our dessert theater, and we were we were packed. We had to add some more tables for that, and that was incredible. And then uh, Christmas Eve as well. So, uh, and that was in a matter of, I want to say, a week and a half, right? I mean, is that all in the same week? Yeah, so we just hit it like crazy. So, uh, so pretty amazing. God is so gracious to us. So if you have your Bibles, could you please turn to Matthew chapter 2? You ready? Here we go. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the king, the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And so, uh, just want to back up. Did you see how many it said that were there? Wise men, how many wise men were there? Three? Are you sure? Okay. Gunner? They didn't say how many, but we have this like idea or mentality that there were three because how many gifts do we see that were given? Gunner? Yes. Okay. Wow. The kids' ministry here is amazing. Uh, look at these guys, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so, so there, there's this, uh, and, and also in history, uh, they, they name them somewhere, I want to say in the 8th century, but I can't remember. But, uh, oh, okay, thanks, dude. All right, uh, and so these magi or wise men, they were uh, about a thousand miles away, and it took a, a journey from six to nine months, 
And here's the next, like, trivia. Who did they approach? Was Jesus in the manger? Probably not. Actually, so uh, they say that he was two years old because if we look at the scripture, it says, I want to say, uh, it says young child about nine times in, in uh, scripture that Jesus was a young child. And uh, I guess a baby's only a young child, but I just thought that was interesting. And so when we see this, we see these magi coming from the east, right, from Persia. And when we look at them, uh, these these person these men were uh, they were influential. They were leaders. They were uh, they were authority figures. And what was interesting to me, we'd just been doing Isaiah nine six uh, when we did Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, all these things that Jesus is, right? And that was foretelling who Jesus would be. That's what they'll call him, right? And so wonderful counselor is this idea of an advisor, right? And so here we go. We've got these guys that they're advisors to, to leaders, right? To political powers. And, and uh, they, they uh, followed this star. And, and the thought is, is that they're, they're descended or they are part of a group from Balaam. If you ever have time, you can Go into the Old Testament of Numbers and read chapter 24. And, and uh, this is, so anyway, so they're tied to that. So, uh, so I think it was really interesting. They're officials, leaders, rulers, advisors. They're powerful and wealthy people, right? And so I just want you to keep it, that in mind as we continue on through this. Uh Verse 3, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Okay, now, now another character, King Herod. So Herod uh, is an interesting person. Uh, he was a super jealous person and super power hungry. In fact, uh, he's. it says that he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with them. Here's the reason why they were disturbed. So he killed or exiled all of his wives, right? He killed his, his, his sons. He killed anybody that even threatened that, that they would be more powerful. In fact, his son, uh, his son, who they called Herod the Greater, he killed his own son that was called Herod the Greater, right? And so, uh, which is crazy, right? So we see this picture and this idea that Herod uh, just was all about himself. And so when we see that, that Jerusalem was disturbed, uh, we see this picture and this idea that, oh no, someone else is being mentioned, Right? So let's go on. Verse 4. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, 
are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of, the, out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Wow, seems like a really nice request. Verse 9. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And when we read this word overjoyed, it's exceedingly great joy. It's not just like, oh, yay, we finally found it. It was exceedingly great joy. So, so uh, uh, I mean, it would be like exceedingly great joy. Oh, finding out Marshawn Lynch signed with the Seahawks. Woohoo! <laughs> I was like, yes, the best, best present ever. Whoa, yeah. I mean, it's, and I mean, so exceedingly great joy. When when you see the Seahawks running for a touchdown or or something of that effect. Or for Rick, when you see Ohio State running for a touchdown. I mean, just that, that idea, just, whoa, exceedingly great joy. So when we see this, it's not just that they were overjoyed. It was exceedingly great joy. And so you see these, these uh, wise men, these leaders, these authority figures, and, and they, they see the star, they see, and they, they arrive, and they're exceedingly great joy. They have such joy that they can't contain it. They have such joy that it's overwhelming. It has to pour out. It's got to be expressed. Exceedingly great joy. Verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child that was the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Now, I, I like this, this picture. So, so we see these uh, leaders coming up, and they're looking for Jesus. They're searching for him. They've been waiting for him. They've been longing for him. They, they know that he's coming. And so they go to, to the authority figures, and they go, okay, let, help us figure out, where is this going to be? And they look to Scripture, and, and they find that in Scripture, this is the place. Go this direction. And then, and then on top of that, on top of that, they're, they're so overjoyed that they're finally getting there. And then they arrive. And it says that they, they fell or they bowed and worshiped. And this idea in this picture, we see it. And we go, okay, well, they, they bowed. Because every time we see that nativity set, we see them just like this, right? But, but the, that's the wrong picture. The picture is that they threw themselves at the feet of Jesus. That that, that word is, is like a violent throw. And it says, it says that they prostrated themselves, that they laid flat 
before Jesus. And so we see this picture of these, these leaders, these influencers, these power brokers, in a sense, these wealthy men searching out this king. And not only when they find the king, they don't just, they don't just go, okay, I'm going to put one knee, but they fell, they threw themselves, they prostrated themselves in front of Jesus, this, this child. They gave everything. They threw themselves at his feet. Now, I want to ask you this question. When we look at who he is, when we look at who he said he was, when we see how others respond to him, we see these wise men. They're supposed to be men of authority, leaders that carry themselves differently. And we expect them to, to do this, but they didn't. They threw themselves at the feet of Jesus. It's so remarkable, the contrast, isn't it? Because we have another leader or influencer that's contrasted with this. Herod, Herod did quite the opposite. You see, these kings came in with joy, and Herod came in with jealousy. He tried to manipulate the background. He was deceptive. He was destructive. And then we see this contrast. Of them throwing themselves at the feet of Jesus. And they weren't even Jewish. They, they weren't even Jewish. You see, what's so remarkable about this, what it should demonstrate to us, what it should remind us of, is Jesus is exactly who he said he was. And in this moment, these men that have been around all kinds of power, they've seen all kinds of power. They've seen all kinds of leaders and authorities. They've, they've, they've advised kings and officials, including the king that was in this area. And can you see how they approached this child? Differently? Wow. So, so then, the rest of verse 11. They threw themselves. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, back up. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So, so when we look at this, 
it's not just the gifts that they were intending, but they, it's, it says that they opened up their treasures. So not only did they, they worship him with all that they had, but they opened up all that they had to him. So not only were they extravagant worshipers, they were extravagant givers. They gave everything. Could you imagine? Oh, I, I know we're supposed to give that, but just open up the treasuries. Open up. This is, I, know, I know we need it for traveling. I know we got to get to here, but open up the treasuries. And then we see the gold, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you know what the least valuable item of those three are? Gold. Incredible. They didn't just give, they gave. And we see, we go back to the exceedingly joyful. I wonder how much that we could learn from this passage of scripture. We see them, we see them seek out God. We see them seek scripture about God. We see them approach God. We see them bow and give up everything. They threw themselves at the feet of Jesus. We see them worship extravagantly. They, they let go. They weren't, they weren't holding on to anything. They weren't controlling anything. They weren't, they weren't saying, this is mine. Mind your own business. Get my name out of your mouth. <laughs> they didn't say any of those things. They threw themselves at the feet of Jesus. And not only did they throw themselves at the feet of Jesus, but they opened up everything that they had to Jesus. And we see, we see how God used this moment to provide for the journey that Jesus and his family had in Egypt in two years. All because of these wise men who let go of control, who surrendered to Jesus who acknowledged him as the greatest authority, the one with the most power. And so I, I have a question. We see this contrast between the wise men and, and Herod. I mean, we see how he was... Uh, Devious. I mean, you look at uh, verse 3 and 4. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled or disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes and people, he inquired of them, where is this Christ to be born? Is that interesting? Can you sense the insecurity in there? Oh, we've got another leader here? No, uh-uh, I'm the one. Verse 7, then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. 
Do you see that, that, that not only he was insecure, but, but he went around the scenes and, and began to manipulate everything? Verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children of Bethlehem. And in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. You see how he was controlling and prideful. How he was ruthless and selfish. You see the contrast between the two? So what, what should this piece of Scripture tell us? What should it draw us to? It should draw us to the King of Kings, who's the third leader in the area, this child. Philippians 2, 8 through 11 says this about Jesus. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the Father, of God the Father. Jesus gave everything so that we could have life. See that picture? And so here's what should, what it should bring to mind. What is it that we think we ought to control? What is it that you are holding on to? We, we see the demonstration of the wise men who threw themselves at the feet of Jesus, who opened up everything to Jesus. So what is it that you are holding on to, that you're controlling, that you need to let go of. Just take a moment, bow your heads with me. Father God, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to another Mountain View podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. We hope this message touched your heart. We hope this message touched your soul. If you ever need anything, you can always reach out to www.mymountainview.church. Send us a message. Tell us how we can pray for you, how we can minister to you, or just let us know that you're listening and that this message reached you. Have a good day.